0: And welcome to a brand new episode of the Middle Ages Comic Hour. With me, J. A. Bryden, and as always, Ryan. How are we, Ryan?
1: I'm good, man. How are you going?
0: Uh, do you feel you're done with turtles now? We we're all turtled out. We're... especially after that movie. Yes, definitely. <laughs> especially after after definitely the yes after after Rogan's uh... oh. yeah. 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 No. Yes. I,
1: I think. Uh, I think. Um. <laughs> like. Because what. What happens is when. When I start. Like whenever we do something for the podcast, I tend to throw myself in. Yeah. Um. So you know, obviously, what we started doing the last row in I, you know, started playing Shredder's Revenge again. I started watching yeah. the movies again. I started watching, you know, the shows, and. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So it's kind of nice to have a little bit of a break. Um. From. The Ninja Turtles. I'm not saying that I'm not going back because I do. Yeah. Um, I, the, the new issue of um Turtles and Stranger Things came out yesterday, so I have that in my my lineup, my collection to read. So I'm very much looking forward to reading that because I'm enjoying that
0: series. Yeah, yeah. I, I sat down and started reading that uh, last night. Uh, oh, okay, Fair. and I, I I just love it. There's so much to talk about, but we'll probably save it for another time. And before we get too crazy into this episode just let you guys know that if you're jumping on right now it's probably cool for you to jump on right now because we're starting a new series we're starting Craven's Last Hunt can't wait to talk about that but we do have other episodes we have interviews with authors called Story Chat we have our main show it's just called Stories the True and the Fictional it's all in the same feed definitely check them out you'll have a lot of laughs especially when Chris Park's on board he's got some interesting thoughts from, from time to time
1: Oh, definitely.
0: I, I could probably actually make a whole, you know, series of just him sound sound bites. Just, <laughs> hey, man, and it would be extremely entertaining. Uh, I don't know if I'd have the time to do that though. Yeah.
1: He's very, he's very how do we say opinionated.
0: Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. and yeah,
1: like whereas you and I are opinionated, but once Chris has made an opinion on something, he cannot be swayed.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And and like even yeah. even today, I I I kind of in our group. Group chat. I I kind of triggered him a little bit. I just thought this is funny. It's an electric car that's on fire, and because I know how much he loves, you know, electric cars. So it's just like, yeah. I was just like, here's a Tesla with a um, what was the caption like <laughs> for Christmas? It comes with it comes with a fireplace. Um, <laughs> and then he was just off. Like it was so funny. I was just at work, and was like, oh, I didn't the- I didn't see the whole
1: thing myself, but all I saw was Ah Jamie and his hatred for Tesla, and I knew something was going on.
0: Yeah, and also, yeah. I don't ever hate hatred for Tesla. I just think it's funny that people love them so much,
1: Jamie. It's purely and simply, people love them so much because they're the, they're the, the hot new thing at the moment. They're the technology, you know, like. You know, whenever, when the iPhone first came out, you know, I was one of those people who was there and bought it on day one. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's just it's people, oh, it's an, you know, it's a car that's like a computer and yeah. and they just don't realize that, yes, it is a car that is like a computer and so many things can go wrong.
0: Yeah, but like when you bought your phone, did it combust at all? Or?
1: <laughs> no, 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 I bought, a, I bought an
0: iPhone. But this this isn't the Tesla podcast. We'll save this for when, when Chris is around. It's the next trigger word. I can say Star Wars, or I can say Tesla, and he'll just go
1: Woo-ha!
0: um probably different reasons. But
1: we if we ever want a week off, we just say Star Wars, <laughs> Tesla, uh Ryan Johnson, and we mean Jamie could just go to sleep while Chris takes over. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That'd be wonderful. Anyway, a little bit of comic news, Ryan. Uh this one's for you. You've probably heard about it. You know that DC are reprinting year one. The Batman year one. Mm-hmm. I did. I did. It's coming out this December.
1: I'm surprised they had they didn't do it around when the Pattinson and Batman came out because that was more relevant. Oh, yeah. Um because essentially that was year two. But look, it, 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 it's it's I've got it. I've got it. It's, it's a great story. It's literally you want an origin story, then that's what it that's what it is. Year one is mm. absolutely fantastic. So look, if it's gonna get more people to read that story, definitely I'm on board one hundred percent.
0: Well, what you so what you're saying is I should definitely pick up a copy.
1: If you haven't read it and you don't own it, it's definitely, it definitely a must-have for the comic book shelf. Um, I would definitely recommend it. Good story. It, as I said, it's it's exactly what it is. It's year one. It's Batman's first year as Batman. Um, after it comes it – it's sort of – you'll probably like it as well because it's got a, a lot of flashback stuff, so it's kind of like mm-hmm. – uh, you know how in Last Ronan we saw what Mikey was doing during the the years, and then obviously the yep. future. Uh, well, obviously you see Batman's training regime of what he did. You know, you know how in Batman Begins you see he's been off and doing stuff, and but you also get obviously the the, the first encounters with a lot of um, a lot of the current Rhodes Gallery. So yeah, look, it's definitely going to be worth a pick up.
0: No, cool. I'll I'll, I'll put it on my list. Or it's Christmas, It was coming out yeah. in December, so we just be like. Hello, friends and family. You don't, do you want to know what you can get me, Batman?
1: Yeah, it definitely, it definitely, you you would enjoy it. It's, it's a really good, it's a really good origin story, and I can't recommend yeah. any any of that era of Batman is is fantastic.
0: Well, uh, you know, considering that the comic book collection I have is primarily Marvel and IDW, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably you know. Good. Oh, it would be good for me to get into some DC of that.
1: It is. It is one of the one of the you know the primary Batman stories that come out. You know, in the last fifty years, um, obviously that you've got the Killing Joke, you've got the Long Halloween. If you can, if you can get your hands on those three, you you set for the major events of of what's taken place to Batman to make him who he is. Cool, cool.
0: Look, I've got a, I've got a bit of an article to share, but um, you watched a movie recently and it's comic book related. So I figured we'd I do you want to, do you want to give us a little bit of a a, a, Ryan's, yeah. a, a Ryan's recommendation?
1: <laughs> oh, back to the Ryan's recommendation. Um, look, I was, um, as I'm as probably our least knows I'm not currently working at the moment due to a, a, an issue with having half of my leg taken off, not in any fun way, but not by a shark or anything, but just unfortunate. But so I've had a lot of time on my hands. So I'm, I like to say um, I should belong in the cast of One Piece, if you get what I'm saying. (laughs) Before this all happened, but since this happened, I've kind of stepped up my game a bit. And I was very surprised the other morning when I logged on to my fully legitimate website and found out that uh, the new Blue Beetle movie was out. And I thought, okay, all right, I've, I've got nothing much to do at the moment um so i said i I chucked it on steph wanted to watch it as well and and i like watching movies with her because she's a very good judge of how good something is i must say this is probably the best comic book movie i've seen in quite a while i was very 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 surprised me and steph neither of us looked at our phones at all during the whole movie because it was very easy to see because it was late in the afternoon and if i you know it was it was already dark so I would have easily been able to see if Steph's phone lit up. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, we both literally, it's, it, it's got a great cast. It's a great, look, it's a great, I can understand why um, James Gunn wanted, to, wanted was okay with this movie happening and was okay with it, you know, being considered technically like a, a, a one-shot story leading into his universe because it yeah. was absolutely, it, it's really, really good. The casting of um, Jamie, or and, and now, I, I was saying to Steph, they the our Mexican friends pronounce it Jaime Jaime um, Reyes, Hami, even Hami. A, but I'm now calling you Jaime Bryden. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, so he um, so J- uh, Jamie Reyes was the second incarnation of the Blue Beetle, uh, as per the comics. First with Ted Cord, um, but they they obviously Cord um, Industries plays a big part in this movie. His evil sister has taken over, and yeah. you know. Wants to rule the world as all evil megalomaniacs do. And um, they pretty much nail, hit the nail on the head with the origin. It pretty much happy, happens exactly as it does in the comics mm-hmm. and Jamie's side, Jamie Reyes' side. Um, his family are just absolutely fantastic. He's got a grandmother or an abuela who speaks not a word of english but she's she probably makes the second half of the movie she's absolutely Mm. fantastic yeah look it was fantastic what i loved about it it was colorful it was like it was in it it was you know how guardians is colorful yeah guardians of the galaxy it's colorful it's not dark and gritty and 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 it was it was a really good movie humor right where they needed it to be but also seriousness right where mm-hmm. it needed to be. Great supporting cast. It's pretty much filled. The only other person you will know aside from, and I'm going to butcher his name, Zolo, who who's the, the, he played Jamie Reyes. He's also Miguel from Cobra Kai, yeah. Uh, Cobucay. Cobucay, yeah. Um, but uh, George Lopez, a very, very famous Mexican comedian, uh, plays the, the crazy tech tech savvy uncle, and he does it mm. fantastically. Susan Sarandon plays um, Vanessa Cord, who is Ted Cord's evil sister who's trying to take over the world. Absolutely everyone else you've probably never heard of, and you would never have guessed it because it's absolutely fantastic. It, it is the best DC movie I have seen in a long time. And, yeah, I was like, it. literally, it's very rare for me not to look at my phone during a comic book movie nowadays, but... yeah. I had no interest, had absolutely no interest. Even when it came to, I know who that is, but I need to look it up. I'm like, I'm going to wait till the end of the movie. There was no pausing for toilets. There was no, you know, pausing to get a snack. It was literally start to finish. I think two hours and nine minutes with one post credit scene, which was fantastically placed. Yeah, it was, look, I'm going to, I would give it a solid eight and a half out of 10. And I have lost all faith in comic book movies lately, so (laughs) it was, Really, really, really good. So I definitely recommend any comic book fan, definitely check it out. Uh, the CGI, there's no issues with the CGI. It's not like it doesn't look out of place. It, it's actually quite good. Uh, there's not too much of it, I think, basically, because they did make a Blue Beetle suit for Jamie Reyes, but obviously there's a little bit of CGI and flying and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, I... Absolutely enjoyed it. Would definitely watch it again Um, and I will definitely be picking it up on Blu-ray once my financial status is a bit better. So that Mm. that tells you everything because I have not bought a comic book movie since Zack Snyder's Justice League came out.
0: Oh, how good is is Zack Snyder's Justice League?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the last last good comic book movie. I mean, look, Guardians was great, don't get me wrong, but I I knew it was going to be great. But this movie, I was expecting to be okay, and it was—it actually was amazing. So, I definitely recommend everyone checking it out. Um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about it.
0: I can't wait to get Blue Beetle on Blu-ray. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: And just and they're, they're, unfortunately, there is no blue VW Beetles in the movie. Ah. <laughs> I know, I know. Perfect advertising, advertising, but
0: like, no. but just at, just like whenever we drive through a traffic light, and you see yeah. a green arrow, you think green yeah. arrow, you know. Yeah. So anytime you see yeah. a blue V Dub, you're going to be thinking Blue Beetle.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: Yeah, you know, that's just that's just the way it works.
1: I was very, very surprised, and I know, I, I honestly, as well as I know you, I think you would, you will really enjoy it. It's a really yeah. good film. Just to put on to watch, and you will get invested in the story.
0: Yeah. Well, I already I already like that actor, and I'm I'm keen to see. Um, yeah, oh, he's really I'm, good. I'm, well, he's good in Cobra Kai. It's you know. Yes. It's it's good to. I love I love it when small time actors get a chance at something big.
1: And he does it, He does it well. Yeah. Um, and you know what? We kind of got to see him grow up through watching Kung Kai because yeah. he was quite young when he started. And, and just a, a little little bit of trivia. Um, so obviously uh, he does all his own stunts in the movie yeah. uh, because he is actually a trained martial artist. That's why he got the role on Kung Kai. Yeah, there you go. So you will notice when he do it when Blue Beetle's having fights like there's quite a you go oh yeah. There's like a yeah. little there's a fair in there but he yeah. he's done he does 99% of his stunts. He basically anything they'll let
0: him do he will do. Yeah. So yeah, definitely check it awesome. out. Awesome. Well, thanks for that. Um now quickly before we dive into issue 1 of Caravans last hunt which is phenomenal let's, let me just say that. A little bit of Deadpool 3 news. Uh um, Yes. Have sure. you heard about the have you heard about the rumors?
1: I've heard I've heard. Um, a lot of rumour, like pretty much every day goes by, and we get every yeah. day or two we get a new rumour. Um, I heard about Daniel Radcliffe.
0: Yeah, well, I got a, I got, I got a, I got a list of cameo, cameo, um, rumours. But, but the one, okay. the one that isn't cameo rumour that that I absolutely love, and I really hope this is true because it's going to be perfection. It's yep. uh, the premise of the film is basically Deadpool realizing you can't recast Hugh Jackman. <laughs> 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 like, like Hugh Jackman is Wolverine, and you can't. So you're going to have a whole lot of different variants. Yeah. Um, I've heard, nice. I've heard, nice. I've heard that Carl Carl Urban's going to be a variant of.
1: Uh, yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah. He's got the, and that's why. That's why I think the Daniel Radcliffe thing comes in because apparently,
0: yeah.
1: Um, apparently, what the producers have done is, and every fan casting, mm. they made an offer to. So people were talking. <laughs> it was a while ago. People were talking about let's get Daniel Radcliffe as as Wolverine let's get Carl Urban as Wolverine and they basically went around to all of those people and say hey do you want to do a cameo and which I think is is a brilliant idea it's a great fan service it's like in um in in, um uh Doctor Strange 2 where we got John Krasinski as um Reed Richards where everyone all over the internet had
0: always wanted that so yeah and it, it yeah it was so good but uh, okay, yeah. there's a, there's a rumor of uh, Daphne Keane reprising her role as x23 yep. which I think would be phenomenal. Yeah. I actually reckon that they shouldn't recast Wolverine. they should bring her in as the Wolverine, yeah uh, you know yeah. why not like she, she you know she's she's great well, actress.
1: she's definitely you know? grown up a lot since that um since that yes. movie I saw
0: a side by side. As Chris keeps posting, you know, pictures, yes. look, look, yeah, yes, Chris.
1: <laughs> How, how's your
0: marriage, yes. Chris? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yes. Rumour that Ian McKellen is returning as Magneto. Yes. And I heard Um, apparently what I heard, the villains for the movie
1: is going to be Ian McKellen's Magneto and Michael Fassbender's Magneto.
0: Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, well, I've heard that uh, Scarlet Witch... Yep. I've heard Channing Tatum will be appearing yep, as, Gambit. as Gambit. Yep. Yep. Uh, Halle Berry. So basically the original um, Storm and Gene, there will be a Loki variant.
1: hmm
0: Oh. Uh, basically
1: they've just gone, let's just let's just get everyone we possibly can. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, well, it it's a it's a uh what do you call it? It's a um Let's make fun at at the multiverse. I guess yeah. that's what that's what it's kind of going to do. Uh, do you know who yeah. Julian McMahon is?
1: Yeah, he was uh, the Doctor Doom in the very first Fantastic Four movie. With uh, yeah, he was Doctor Doom. It's straight yeah, Archer.
0: Well, yeah, well, it looks like uh, he's going to return as Doctor okay. Doom. And then I heard some wacky thing about Taylor Swift being in it, but I don't think it's true.
1: Let's hope not. Why would you want Taylor Swift?
0: Like, look, uh,
1: all the all, all the others make sense.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: but no. Why would you want to? Unless she's getting killed without saying a the word, then I'm totally yeah. on board for well, it.
0: Well, that's that's that's. You mean like Justin Bieber in Zoolander Two? <laughs> yes, Yeah <laughs> Which was the yeah, only that good was thing. The best you could, yeah, the only good thing about the best, that movie was that. <laughs> yeah,
1: the movie was a very like. I remember, like, I remember. I was. I loved the first one, and I remember being so excited to see the second one at the cinemas, and to be so let down. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're right. The only good thing about Later 2 was seeing Justin yeah. Bieber get absolutely massacred.
0: Yeah. And the other other rumour that I heard was the kid from – it's a Ryan Reynolds movie, one of these new ones, the one that was on Netflix. Um, yeah,
1: uh, The Adam Project.
0: Yeah, the kid from that is, is rumoured to be Kid Deadpool or Deadpool, Deadpool Kid. Yeah,
1: Deadpool, and he was you know? a good – I enjoyed that movie. Yeah. So I would have no issue with
0: that whatsoever. Yeah. Hundred percent. Like, I mean, look, it, this this has been how long in the making? Because Ryan Reynolds has been pushing and pushing for Hugh Jackman to, get, <laughs> to come back as Wolverine, you know. And yeah, I yeah, it's I I feel uh, torn about it because Logan was such the perfect ending to Hugh Jackman's, you know. But they did put
1: out like a six minute YouTube video stating, "Hey, we're not messing with that at all," yeah.
0: and yeah. So obviously uh, it's so, well, obviously because they're doing the multiverse and all that, all that stuff. Yes. Um, but I wish, I wish, I wish that Hugh Jackman did Deadpool three and then Logan somehow yeah. came out in that order, you know, cause uh, yeah, that to, to me, Logan is like one of the most perfect film films, not even comic book films, perfect films what? of like all time. Like I feel really? like watching it now, but it will make me cry. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: I've never, and, and you can. it not got great. You, you, it doesn't matter, you know, if it's the the year it came out, ten years down the track, fifteen yep. years down the track, just put it on, and it's still gonna get you.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent every every time. And uh, like I've said, I'm pretty sure I've said it on the podcast before, but like I've never been in a cinema that was that silent when the credits rolled. Yeah, like you know, it's just dead silence.
1: Yeah
0: usually you get the old person murmur oh, you know
1: i think the same i went and saw it i step me and steph went and saw it opening night and i just think that moment where she turned the cross to an X, and that was just everyone uh, yes
0: it's like
1: not nah, okay yeah, you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i can't do it this was, anymore yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's only a few there's only a few movies that i've cried in and and that was one of them definitely yeah. But most, they've mostly been comic book movies, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like Endgame, No Way Home. Yeah. <laughs> because they, yeah. that's what I mean. That You know, their yeah. they're, they're, they're writers know yeah. how to get you. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah, they, yeah, they Yeah, they don't mess with the source material and they no. enhance the experience. And I did finish One Piece finally. Oh wonderful we'll, well we'll hold on to that because yeah. chris will want to you know have a hour and a half of him just talking uh <laughs> after he yeah. asks you what did you think and then it'll be an hour and a half of chris talking and then <laughs> we'll get the last minute you you going yeah it was cool i really liked it oh and then chris will buddy in again and it'll go for another three hours and uh, <laughs> that sort of thing yeah, um but yeah listeners stay tuned next episode uh will be episode 111 i believe of the main show uh yes we've been going for a while but um enough on 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 that uh let's talk craven ryan let's talk craven now, this 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 is the comic book what you suggested mm-hmm. and well done my, well done my friend. i didn't realize it was i didn't realize it was uh, 87 i think came out
1: yeah, well, see, the good thing about um, this is obviously one, yes, it's going to be topical for the new Spider-Man game mm-hmm. more so than the movie. But what I like about it is it's kind of like it's it's right at the heart of where Pete's doing at the toughest. He's you know he's come back from Secret War. He's got the Black Symbiote suit, and it's it's kind of like he's he's guarded down. He's you know he's He's like he doesn't care as much in terms of, you know, we all know what happens when he puts on the black suit. It it kind of inhibits yeah. his emotions yeah. and and triggers the rage and everything. So I think it, it's a really and and it's a, it's an iconic story and um one that I'm I'm kind of glad they haven't done on 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 a movie yet because I think yeah. I I think that'd be a really big one where I'd be I'd be very critical of because it is such yeah. a great art. Um, but yeah, look it's it's one of the it's one of the pivotal Spider Man arcs. I mean, if you if you ask anyone their top ten Spider Man arcs of all time, Craven's Last Hunt will be in in there, if not top yeah, two. You know, hundred percent. So, uh, have you read it before, Jamie? No, I haven't. This is my first time reading it. Oh, okay, um, excellent. So it's kind of the opposite there. This is like yeah, yeah, my <laughs> seventh time reading it. So yeah, yeah. but it's been a while. I haven't read it in about a year and a half,
0: so it's yeah. good going back over. It. Yeah. Well, um, I figured before we dive into it, uh, let's talk mm-hmm. ac- Let's talk Craven because Craven's obviously mm-hmm. the huge, huge part of it. Debuting in issue 15 of the Amazing Spider-Man in 1964. Yep. Mm-hmm. How good is Craven? Like, like Craven has all, all, always been one of my absolute favorite Spider-Man villains, and I've been yeah. waiting, waiting for him to be in a movie. I've been waiting for him to. He's always in the games, and they're always done perfectly in the games.
1: He kind of takes, um, you know, the the world's most deadliest game to, to, the, to that next step, you yeah. know, like the famous line. is like, I'm going to hunt the greatest game of all, man. And Craven's yeah. like, <laughs> no, I'm going to hunt spiders. But, yeah, yeah basically, um, you know, Craven, we've seen him, seen, there's been different iterations of him yep. throughout the time that we've read. Obviously, he does have, eventually he ends up having a family and they're all just as psychopathic as he is, yeah. uh, which is always good. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's Craven known as Sergei Cravenoff, um, from a uh, mother Russia, uh, basically was raised in, in, in the jungle. So I'll thinking the Savage land, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. um, which is kind of like, um, Marvel's version of the Bermuda triangle. They have dinosaurs and all that kind of shit. Oh, there. Cool. Um, so he was raised there. Um, He's a long-term hunter. Um, you know, he, he is. He's like, he wants to hunt. The, uh, for, and, and forgive me, it's got nothing to do with the movie that's coming out because he, he never has been an animal lover kind of thing. He's just <laughs> yeah. like survival of the fittest. You know, yeah. he, he wants to be the world's greatest hunter. And, and, and the biggest hunt he's never been able to fulfill is the hunt for Spider-Man because Spider-Man's best at him in many different occasions. Yeah. Um, yep. you know, where we pick up with Craven's last hunt, he's kind of he knows his time as a as a hunter is coming to an end. Uh soon. Well he believes soon. Yep. Um and he needs to sort of divert all of his attention into the the one that got away, so to speak, with in, in, in Spider
0: Man. Yeah. Um and a fun fact that I didn't even know, uh he's the half brother of Chameleon.
1: That was yeah, something that's also I was gonna bring it up. Yeah. Yes, he is in fact the half the half brother of the chameleon. Um they do work to obviously that's not sort of revealed till later on in the years, but they do work together. Yeah. Um yeah, so it's definitely his. He is the half brother of Dmitry Kravinov, or, yeah. or whatever his name. Dmitry yeah. uh, is, is who is the chameleon, yeah.
0: Now, um bit bit of fun fact and trivia that you probably probably know, but uh Net Ned leads. Is is he yes. the yeah? So he Ned's Ned's the Tom Holland.
1: Yeah. So basically, um, the Ned Ned leads in this universe. Yeah. Um, is uh, so basically Ned leads in this universe was a reporter for the Daily Bugle. uh yeah. Married Betty Bryant. Um, mm. became the Hobgoblin. He was the second iteration of oh, the Hobgoblin. Yeah. So that's where they kind of iterate to in No Way Home, where you know how yeah. they're saying, like, I, I always had my Harry. And they're like, don't, don't – and Pete's like, I will never go bad on you. And then I'm thinking, yeah. well,
0: yeah,
1: um, you do. But, um, yeah. yeah, so he ended up becoming the Hobgoblin and um, died about probably 12 issues before this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, in Unfortunately, in a fight with Spider-Man. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, accidents happen. Kind of similar to what happened with the Green Goblin in the first Spider-Man movie. All right. Yeah. Um, and he uh, unfortunately passed away. So that's still weighing very heavy on on Peter's head. Yeah, he feels responsible. Yeah. Being f- really good friends with Betty Bryan and Ned leads, you know, outside of the Spider-Man life, mm-hmm. it's, it's weighing very heavy on his head. So yes, that is that, and that is yes, that is the Ned but, we yeah. know from
0: yes. Yeah. Well, cool. because that that makes sense. Because I saw I saw today, I think on online uh, a concept that they had in yep. No Way Home. They they talked about having Ned use the glider. Yeah, yeah they they talked they talked about it going as a wink to it, but uh, they didn't uh, inevitably didn't do that.
1: What I think they did with um, with Ned in uh, the Tom Holland movie is they kind of combined him and Genki from the Miles Morales universe. Oh, they combined yeah. those two characters together, yeah. where you've got Miles Morales' best friend, As for those who have read the comics and played the games, will know he's, he's Genki. And they kind of took his essence and spirit of, of being the second in charge. like He's the, been be Miles' set number two. Yep. Um. and then obviously combine it with the whole Ned Leeds character. I think they've done a really good job at doing that. So, yes. So I was going to explain that because it doesn't really do a great job of explaining yeah. who <laughs> Ned Leeds is and, and why yeah. Peter's, you know, taking so much of it to heart. But, yes, yeah. that, that's the okay. case.
0: Cool. And uh, another another fun fact that you definitely will know because you're right and you've read this. Um, MJ and Peter are married. They are.
1: At this stage, yes, they at this are.
0: Stage, at this stage, finally. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, yes. It it's a very long courtship, I think about 35, 40 years. Um, but, uh, yes, they are, in fact, married. Um, she is a supermodel, Uh <laughs> very, very famous supermodel. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so um, – and Peter, like, which is good. It worked out for Peter because he gets gigs as her photographer and they get to spend yeah. time together, which they kind of hint to sort of in Miles Morales, only she's a reporter – the bugle and she goes overseas and takes peter with her in miles morales game which is kind of it's basically the same thing only she's a model and she takes um she takes uh, peter across but yes they are in fact married
0: in this current era yeah cool well um let's dive into it what do you say
1: yeah Yeah. so aside from that all you really need to know is there was an event uh called secret wars which um where basically um, the, a whole bunch of heroes. They went they went into it a little bit in the cartoon that yep. used to be on, the very first cartoon. They did a whole series on it where a whole bunch of heroes were selected to fight off-world to see who would be the better, and that's where Peter Parker actually got the symbiote from in oh. comic terms. He didn't actually get it. He got it from another planet, but he yep. didn't, it didn't come down on the spaceship like it did in the cartoon. So, yeah. yeah. So, Peter's had the, had the suit for probably about, 12, 15 issues. Um, so that's why we're going in and we're seeing Peter in the black suit straight away. Yeah.
0: So we're going to do it a little bit different this time. With with last Ronan, we uh, kind of read as we went and ummed and ah and kind of got distracted by the shiny little pictures. But um, I've got a basic <laughs> synopsis of it. And and Ryan, feel free to chime in anytime you feel like yeah. talking and that sort of thing. Because you know, just just flicking to the next first page, I'm seeing a headless gorilla, and that's like pretty pretty insane oh. so all right let's let's go through the plot okay so a naked craven well you're right mm-hmm. right you okay he's naked it's, it's, it's
1: okay. I'm fine he craven craven has been naked a lot um he he believes he it's believes the best way to to get in tune with his hunt is to get as close to nature as possible so all right, all right. Um, yeah that 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 happens a lot
0: okay, okay. so naked uh, naked craven okay. Naked Craven is training with his embalmed trophies, throwing a panther, beheading a gorilla. Meanwhile, in his garden, a servant digs a grave. Inside the mansion, Craven reminisces. He recalls his coming to America with Eddie Murphy, um, (laughs) uh, the downfall of his homeland. As he enters the mansion's chapel, he realises that no matter how good the elixirs he took are, He's an old man, and his spirit is also dying. He surrenders to the inevitable. He'll die soon. He approaches an open coffin, and with tears in his eyes, he picks up a Spider-Man costume inside the coffin. But not yet, he thinks. And, man, I will pause here because I love, I flippin' love the way this is written. I will die soon. I must die soon. But not yet. And it's, it's it's written like poetry and that's why, you know, when it moves on to Spider-Man staying like that, stuff like that, it's a, it's a similar type of... Exactly. Yeah, know, and it, it is poetry. It just goes to show how well writing was back then. Oh, um, 100%. I mean, this was,
1: you know, this was um, uh, the probably one of the best eras for I would say from from the early '80s through to the uh, 2000s was my favourite era of um, of of writing just by comics because you had you had people like Jim Lee just starting. Todd McFarlane was working on Spider-Man as well. This is J.M. J. Dematteis wrote Craven's Last Hunt. Um, he they it's basically a who's who of who's running the company now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it did. Some of the best writing. It's very poetic. It's very, uh, you know, it just gets the point across and it gets gets right in, in, inside you and makes you go, oh, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, I'm definitely getting that, like, from this reading this issue. I've read it two or three times yeah. this week, yeah. you know, uh, just to get my mind in it. But um, yeah. moving on, the rain is pouring down and the thunders echo in the night. Jimmy's Corner, a bar who usually doesn't welcome honest people. Today isn't welcome. Welcoming anyone, it's closed, and the only yeah. people inside are grieving. Joey Face is dead. thinks Spider Man.
1: So Joey 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 Face was a long time informant of Spider Man. So mm-hmm. back in the in the eighties, used to you know feed him information on the Kingpin, on you know on the Margia. They they don't call it the Mafia; they call it the Margia. Yeah.
0: So ah, yeah. The m a g g
1: i a um, so people like Hammerhead, um, you know, uh, Silver Sable, all those kind of people working within Tombstone was a big player around this period as well. Um yeah, so so Joe Joe used to feed Spider-Man a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Um unfortunately he passed away. Circumstances unknown on, on how he actually died, but Spider-Man feels very responsible because um, as he got the black suit, he was putting Joe in more and more dangerous situations, which eventually yep. did lead to his demise.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's 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 why it says here. Why should Peter care with the death of guys mm-hmm. like this, he asks himself. Yep. yep.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, why Why should I? But that's, just, that's the brilliant thing why I love Peter Parker and Spider-Man so much, because he mm.
0: does care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he does he cares too much sometimes. The owner of the bar talks about Joey. No money, mm-hmm. no family, those thugs and himself mm-hmm. were every one he had. And the best mm-hmm. they could do was this. This mm-hmm. and a collection for a, a decent box and a piece of ground in an ashtray near the body. He sees mm-hmm. a Spider-Man hanging from the ceiling, but he can't mm-hmm. say his name. Instead, they all run for the door. Spidey webs the door mm-hmm. and tells them not to run as he... Just came to say goodbye. Putting on a costume doesn't change the man underneath, he thinks. I'm just Peter Parker, and I guess I do care. Spidey pulls out some money and drops it in the ashtray. A decent yep. box and a piece of ground, yep. he says and leaves. Le- man, if Chris needs to read this, this is, yeah. this, is this is so much like Chris's I know.
1: you know it, oh, is. it really D&D. is. Yeah. And what we're what we're what we're also not mentioning over the last two pages, you've got The servant is still digging the hole out the front of Craven's um, house at the bottom. The last panel of each page over these last few pages has been the servant digging the hole. Yeah. Just getting further and further down.
0: down. Yeah.
1: Um, But, yeah, no, it's it's poetry. it's it's, You know what I mean? It's amazing.
0: Well, well, that was exactly what my next line was going to be. Meanwhile, Craven's servant keeps digging. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. No. No. Look. No. Do. ch Chime in. Chime in. Please do. Chime in. Like, you. you mm-hmm. You're not looking at what I'm reading. So it's it's okay. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so Peter swings home and thinks about death. Ned, Gwen, Captain Stacy, mm-hmm. Uncle Ben, Joey Face. Mm-hmm. They're all dead. Someday it'll be MJ's turn, or Aunt May's, mm-hmm. or Pete's. He realizes he's going to die. But not yet he thinks, as he goes to sleep, oh poetry ryan
1: and and can I just say that the as much as I as you know as as a good friend of mine, I hate spiders, yeah, <laughs> cannot stand them yeah. in any kind of format, but the next page, where Craven's sitting on. A pile of spiders and he just starts eating them. Yeah. He's my favorite page of this whole issue because it's just showing like he he's getting suffocated by them. They just keep falling and falling and yeah. falling and falling. And he's, e- he's breaking his way through and he's eating his way out through all of these spiders. Yeah. And, you know, it just, it's kind of like he's in. You don't know if it's actually something Peter's thinking about or if it's, if it's craven. Yeah, you
0: know, getting into his mind, or I just think it's brilliant, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Well, um, yeah, obviously that page, and then Peter awake awakes uh, awakens from a nightmare with spiders. Yeah, and go and goes for a swing to cool down. It's like I've had a terrifying, terrifying nightmare about spiders. Let's go for a swing like a spider. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while Craven repeats I- tonight. Yeah, tonight, yeah. tonight. Yeah. yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love
1: Craven. I love, I love the 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 what they did really good in this era of, of storytelling is they do this a lot. And on the next page, you'll see half of you've got a panel of Pete and a panel of Craven, and the story yeah. is running side by side of what you know of what's happening and. Yeah. You know, like Peter's saying, like, someone's playing drums in my – like, I, my head is pounding, like, someone's playing drums inside my brain, for jungle Drum, And, and like, and then you just watch – you can see Craven jumping out of a helicopter yeah. just behind him. And I uh, just – yeah. Poetry, didn't I say? I'm not going to stop. <laughs> I'm not going to rest. I'm not going to yeah. stop until – yeah, it's just
0: amazing. Yeah. So Spider-Man is swinging and Craven drops from a helicopter yeah. – In a rooftop somewhere else, the hunt begins, Mm -hmm. and the servants still digging. Spider sense warns, but Pete uh, reacts too slowly, and is hit Mm -hmm. by a dart. He raises his head to see Joey Face. He -hmm. understands it's Craven, but his his sight alternates between the two, so it's like Mm -hmm. Craven, Craven, Joey Face, Craven, Joey Face. And I like how they—they they, you see how it's done in the, on the actual page. It's just yeah. amazing. Uh, knowing he's been drugged, he attacks Craven only to be struck down by Craven's staff and caught in a net. Yeah. Currently lacking the strength to escape, he thinks that he'll recover while Craven takes him to some secret hideout and brags. Mm-hmm. His mistake, Craven points a rifle at him saying, honour will be restored. And watching Spider-Man pleading him to stop. Blam. Meanwhile, the servant finishes the grave. A huge mm-hmm. thunder is heard as Craven and two of his men stand by Spider-Man's coffin. The coffin is lowered to the grave, and Craven throws in the first dirt. Then his sad face is replaced by a huge grin, and he and his men leave while the servant covers the hole. Mm-hmm. What did I say, Ryan? Poetry. <laughs> like this is literally poetry, and that
1: and that's just part one.
0: Yeah, man. You know we still got parts, <laughs> five more parts to go. But dude, yeah. I'm so glad because I, I sw- you got this for me for my birthday or for Christmas, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, I
1: think it was Christmas one year.
0: Yeah, and it sat there, and I was like tempted to read, it and I sort of did, and then I sort of didn't, and and now we're here, and I. Thank you, Ryan, for being such a good friend. Because <laughs> this is fantastic.
1: Well, that's what I mean. It is. It's one of the most iconic Spider-Man stories out there, mm-hmm. and you know, there's a reason for it because they don't write like that anymore. Don't get me wrong. The the, the writing of the current writing is amazing, but they just don't write it like this anymore. Um, it just it was the you know it was the era. It was you know the late 80s. It was gritty, it was dark, everything was kind of like this. And I think this just fits the bill perfectly while still being a Spider-Man story, still Mm -hmm. having that, you know, that that Peter Parker, you know, still feeling for the loss of someone who we shouldn't care about. Mm -hmm. But then you've also got Craven in in in, he's essentially fulfilling
0: his last wish. Yeah. Um And yeah. look, I, I've just opened the, the front page here because I've got hard card, hard copy. Mm-hmm. Um, only one writer.
1: Yep, J, J M um, or J D Mateus, J M Mateus.
0: Yeah, um, and look, yep. look, that's cool. I, I I love it when there's like only one. I think it's uh, two, one or two is great because it's good to have yep. people to bounce ideas off. You know, I, I everything I write, I bounce off our good friend Chris Park. Um, yep. And you know and and I can take it, or I can reject it or, or whatever, but it's good to have a sounding board um yeah, exactly, but you know one man's vision uh is very very cool
1: exactly, and it's just it's just they've people have they've tried to replicate this story um you know different different writers have tried to sort of shade show, show their version of it, you know in the yeah. their 2000, 2010. And while they're all great, nothing beats you at all.
0: percent
1: You know, especially I think it's a perfect place for it because, like I said, Peter's still very conflicted. He's got, he's just got this new suit, which he doesn't really, he's not at the stage at the moment where he realises that it's taking over. It's getting that symbiotic relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's just thinking it's normal for him to feel the way that he feels. And I just, yeah, it's just. I just think it's the re- it's at the right time um, for this story to be told.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you think uh, maybe they have? But um, have they done this in the cartoon? Have they done this in a movie? Have they
1: um, att- attempted I think, it? I think I'm just. I am going to Lord Google <laughs> admit that I'm going to. I think they might have hinted it at the very first um, Spider-Man cartoon.
0: Yeah, I'm
1: right. um, yeah. just checking it out now yeah no it hasn't been no. people are saying it's the last major, major Spider-Man story that's never actually been adapted because that would
0: make um, a, a killer animated film um, I'd be okay with a live action but you know which Spider-Man would you do that's the question mm-hmm. uh, they've already kind of like almost ruined Craven with this new movie you're like um, mm. I've always uh, I, think, I, I said it. it looks like a good movie, but it's not a it's not Craven, not a Craven movie, you
1: know, but I think you know what I uh, and hear me out, you know what I think would it would make a really good one. You know how we're fans of Logan, yeah, why not do a Tom a Toby Maguire, Craven's Last hunt with Toby Maguire at the age he was with no way home. He'd been Spider-Man I'd, you know he got married yeah. to Mary Jane and uh, now he's sort of he's got a daughter.
0: He's sort of winding up. Bang, Craven's last hunt. 100. You know what? Yes, and, and you know what else? Who would you cast as, as Craven, and why is it Jason Momoa? <laughs> <laughs> look, look, look.
1: Wise. Look wise. One yeah. billion trillion percent. i yeah. Like I agree totally. <laughs> yeah. But in saying that, uh, you need that Russian. You, you need, need that. A, you need. Yeah. That and um, like I love Jason Momoa, don't get me wrong. I just don't know if he could pull it off.
0: Yeah, that's that's true. Um, he
1: looks like Craven, but I just yeah. don't think that he could pull it off. To be honest with you. Well, well,
0: here's the thing because it always, it always comes like you can have a great casting and a crap script. So yeah, c- can you see the guy who's playing Craven now? If it was yeah. accurate, like if it was yeah. comic book accurate, Aaron like,
1: Taylor Johnson, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he's done his fair share. Like he was first started out with kick-ass, then he yep. was quick to up. Yeah. He, he's, he's done. He, he could do it for sure. Yeah. If they tell the right story.
0: Yeah, but it's... uh. But at the moment, yeah. I don't
1: see them doing it.
0: No, because they just keep changing stuff. It's just like
1: mm-hmm.
0: they should know by now what works and what people want because yeah. uh, they're, they're catering... For, to it's like they're trying to pull in the people that don't know anything about the comics. Correct. You know? When you should be catering to the comics, the comic fans mm-hmm. and making it a little more appealing to, you know, people that don't know. You're like you just make it look, you know, uh look good, sell it. Okay, One Piece. Yeah, 100 percent 100%, 100%. Um One Piece
1: made me want to go back and watch more of the anime. Yeah. Uh, but now like, there's been this game that I've um, on my computer that I, it's a one piece RPG called one piece odyssey that I've been wanting to play for a very long time. Mm-hmm. However, it says they don't, they, they don't go into depth on who the characters are. So yeah. we, if you don't know who the characters are, you might be a bit lost. Now I feel like I've watched season one. I can go in and start playing this game now and mm-hmm. I have an understand on a basic understanding on who the characters are yeah um but yeah I mean that to me of course, and and having like I trust Chris when it comes to anime yeah because he put me on so many great animes and, and he's if he's telling me because I've only watched a little bit of the anime if he's telling me that he the most accurate version of an anime that we've seen in in history I'm going to believe him because yeah. he's watched probably every anime that's ever come out in his in in history. And, you know, yeah. I, and the fact that it was – and the fact like someone like yourself who has no anime background whatsoever can mm-hmm. enjoy it. I yeah. mean, I can't wait for season two. I'm absolutely pumped. Yeah. Um. I think you, if you don't have – if you don't fall in love with Luffy, you don't have a heart. Yeah. Like you just want him to – you just want him to succeed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it, that, that's good storytelling.
0: A hundred percent. And that, that's what's lacking in Hollywood especially uh, yes. Disney, sorry, Disney, not sorry, Disney, yes. um, because yep. I grew up with Disney and that was some of the finest storytelling in the 90s, even early 2000s. Um, yep. Cream of the crop. But now. I'll give you a clean example of now.
1: I tried um, today because I didn't have much on. I was getting a whole bunch of stuff delivered, mm. so I had to be at home. So I, th- I tried, again, to watch Secret Invasion. <laughs> All right. So this is my second time. I didn't make it past the end of the first episode.
0: Yeah.
1: Last time. I didn't make it past the first 30 minutes of the first episode this time before I was yep. just like, I can't do this. I cannot mm. do this. And that's got Samuel L. Jackson in it for God's sake. Yeah. And and um Martin Freeman. I mean, yeah, come on. Yeah. You've got you've got two amazing actors. And you can't write them a good story. And and I am very familiar with the Secret Invasion storyline. I I should be their target audience. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't get past the first thirty minutes. Like Steph came out and she's like, "Do you want to watch? Do you want to watch something else?" I'm like, "Oh, thank God," because I was just like, "I," yeah. did, you know what I'm like. You know, as a completionist, I have to finish it. Like I had to at least yeah. finish that episode. But um, I. I, I uh, a show like Ashoka, which I should be excited to watch. I haven't even watched
0: any of it. Yeah, I, I, someone at work said it's really good, and I'm sceptical.
1: <laughs> okay. The whole reason I wanted to watch it was for General Thorne. Yeah. They're now after episode five of an eight-episode series, and he has not appeared.
0: Yeah. I, I guarantee it'll probably be in the last episode.
1: Yeah. I'm yeah. not... I'm not excited for anything Marvel, unfortunately. I'm not. I'm excited for DC. After watching Blue Beetle, I'm excited for James Gunn and DC um, because this was, this was done by Peter Safran, who is the new co-runner yeah. with, with James Gunn. So the uh, first thing you see after you see a little intro bit is you know a Peter Safran production. So I'm like, okay, cool. That's why they've said, yeah, cool, it's going to be a part of the universe. That was, as I said, I, I can't sing enough praise for it because it's the first good comic book, new comic book movie, and I'm not talking Guardians because that was a sequel trilogy. First new good comic book movie I've got we've yeah. seen in a long time. So look, I'm I'm hoping, as we say, as the Americans love it, because we say in gun we trust.
0: Yeah, in <laughs> gun we trust. No? That that's true. But, um... And uh, and yeah, and I've actually started working on my Ninja Turtle screenplay. Good. Um, good. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm very excited because I'm doing it my way. I, I'm, I'm honoring the source. One, I'm honoring the source material. Two, I'm doing what everyone does and, and tweaking it a little bit. Different origin. It's going to be different origin. More splinter focused. I, I want a solid 20 minutes of. Splinter. Nothing wrong with that. Just splinter. Um, Nothing wrong with that at all. And, you know, I can say this all, all, all now because, as uh, by Australian copyright laws, me just telling you this is copyright, you know I you know I can write it down on a piece of paper as long as there's a date on it. It is copyrighted that's yeah. how copyright works in Australia, so if you guys out there steal my idea, I will sue you with my special friendly lawyer Vassili. <laughs> <laughs> Paris <isn't-> Michael and Michael <laughs> actually,
1: actually went uh, actually went and I'm not ashamed to say it I went down to um to uh, St. Vincent de Paul for a little bit of help for, yeah. for a food hamper, yeah. and his office is directly across the road from him in Blacktown. <laughs> and it's like, you're okay, looking out the window of St. Vincent's, and I've gone, it's silly. That's, but can, yeah. I just, can I just say one thing in relation to what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just brought it up. It was another piece of comic book news that came out this year. Um, so it just reminds me of, of, of how some creators sometimes can be so annoyed at what happens to their property. Yeah. um so uh, uh bill willingham used to be a writer for dc in their vertigo label uh he wrote a little uh, uh he created a series called fables not relation to the game the fables so it's basically like a you know brothers grim kind of thing yeah um and, and so he wrote 150 issues fantastic i loved every second of it it was amazing um and then dc tried to reboot it twice so you know what he did what? He will pre. He's now said you've got. He put it in public domain. He <laughs> said go for it. He said he. He said DC tried to renew the agree- renew the agreement so that they could use the property. He said no, and it's now he said I'm making it public domain <laughs> so that because he said I've read so much better fan fiction than anything that's come out of DC. Yeah, and I love him for that. You know that's yeah. absolutely amazing. So Beautiful. that just reminds me. That's what that you know. That just I feel after that mutant mayhem movie. Yeah, that's what. We, that's what we should be doing. But um, yeah. Look, I, I I can't wait to read what you've written because I know you and I know it's yeah. going to be amazing. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. So a uh, little, little bit of a sneak preview. Back to Stockman, old Hob. That's that's first first movie. <laughs> first first villains of of the movie. Yeah, but, like but yes, it. yes there will be still be Shredder it will be in it briefly. Because yeah. that's what you do you, you tease people. Um, yeah, because it's still going to it's still going to be the origin from the first one, the very first Mirage comic where Hamato Yoshi kills uh, Shredder's brother and then Shredder seeks yeah. revenge. That's that's primarily the plot of the you know opening one. But okay. Splinter is mutated way before the turtles. Okay. Oh, I like it. So he escapes from T.C.R.I. and Hamato Yoshi and his wife Tang Shen. Uh, Tang Shen, I think her name is. Yeah. They they find Splinter and nurse Splinter back to health. Splinter then gets taught ninjutsu while he's a mutated rat, not not as a pet rat, like because <laughs> that's just insane, you know. Like. Yeah, and then you know Shredder. The evil Shredder attacks. The turtle boys won't cut them no slack. No, well, the turtles don't exist at that point. But um,
1: yeah. <laughs> no, that's from that that's from the theme song.
0: But, yeah, no, yeah, that's, uh, that's why I said the evil Shredder attacks. Uh, but look, that's a little sneak peek. That, that's what I'm kind of working on, and I'm nice. and I'm. And nice. I'm hopefully you know Shredder will be um second movie in the trilogy, and mm-hmm. then the third trilogy will be uh, what we call a Chris Park boner. Uh, because it will be Triceratons.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. oh,
0: excellent,
1: excellent. Yeah,
0: because yeah. you just got it. You just got it. You got to do Triceratons. Yeah, you have to. You have to.
1: But I yeah, like that's I can't that, wait.
0: But that's uh, that's my little uh, little uh, preview at what I'm working on. You promise me one thing: yeah. if it ever gets made into a movie, mm-hmm.
1: that the four of us—you, me, Mike, and Chris—get at least a little cameo, even if we're just dressed up as turtles cosplayers.
0: No, hundred percent. But if it is getting made, it is it is a combination of practical effects and CGI. Because I'm wanting to do Baxter Stockman and mouses, is probably going to have to be um, a yeah. little bit of CGI because mouses and and robots and all that stuff. But I want the I want suits. I want turtle suits um, mm-hmm. because practical effects all the way. Thank you for listening, guys. Uh, there was something I will need to mention, but it
1: slipped my mind. Um, um, it was it was something good and comic related too. I just it was something remember. good and good and comic related. Well, you yeah, can, yeah
0: you, just, I'll think of it for the next episode. Can, yeah, for the next episode. But uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, as always, if you want to reach out, if you want to chat to us about anything, uh, if you're a comic book artist, you want to come on, if uh, we'll talk to you, writer, um, yeah, writer, any, anything. Um, if you want to come on as a sponsor coffee.com slash s-t-t-a-t-f link in the show notes reach out to us at the true and the fictional at gmail.com check us out on instagram stories underscore podcast and we're on facebook as well i guess we'll catch you next time for uh issue two of craven's last Hunt.
1: and if you're and as a as a as a public service announcement if you are going to buy mortal kombat 1 when it comes out don't buy it on switch because i played this with Right. and the graphics are horrible this has been
0: a public service announcement from Ryan DK. Hayes <laughs>